welcome to Season 4 of Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I am Catherine McPhail, your host. I'm an architect practicing in Eastern Massachusetts. In past seasons, we've covered all sorts of subjects with the intention of helping homeowners who may never have been involved in a renovation before and they felt like they needed to know what they were doing. We've built up over 100 episodes on everything from roofing to foundations, heard many renovation stories, and learned how to hire various professionals. This season, we'll be focusing even more on the challenges of renovating old houses while incorporating new technologies, using my own new house as a case study. We'll have all sorts of different guests, most having to do with what I'm I'm just calling the next level of renovations. Now that you've got these hundred plus episodes under your belt, I think you're ready. It's a new year and resolutions are on all of our minds. In this episode, I talk with Mona Ying Reeves, the house coach behind Kickstart House, who shares how she made a new year's resolution to renovate her fixer-upper and how it's going one year later. We also learn about her five-day home renovation challenge, where she helps women take the leap from having a Pinterest board full of ideas to making real progress on a real renovation. Mona Ying Reeves is a serial renovator, architect mom, and former design consultant to various HGTV shows. She founded Kickstart House to support homeowners with aligning their homes with their best lives. Mona was a guest on episode 72 back in October of 2021, talking about her renovation roadmap. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Mona. Mona, thanks for coming back on the show. Yeah, it's good to see you again. again. So I understand you've been on un- you've been undergoing your own renovations this year as well. I have. So it's been really fun following along, Catherine, with your progress as well mm-hmm. as, you know, going through mine and then just seeing what's happening with clients' projects and other homeowners, as well as going through the same thing, because it really does um reignite kind of those thoughts of like what we're experiencing right now in this mm-hmm. moment, in this market, in the construction climate. In- inflation, supply chain issues, all that fun stuff. Right. There's a lot lot going on at the same time. So why don't you tell me about what you've been up to? So as you know, we, I mean, last time we talked, I shared a bit about how I'm an architect turned house coach who helps homeowners navigate the renovation process. So it's interesting because I'm essentially going through that same process myself in my personal life. And, you know, this past year has been really interesting because as someone who knows the process, I knew what my I knew what my critical path was. Critical path being the things that needed to happen in order for my project to progress. And I live in an older home. It's been a home that my family and I purchased, knowing that we had to essentially redo everything. It's a complete and total cosmetic fixer. So this was a year that I knew I needed to redo bathrooms, kitchen, windows, a whole bunch of things that required us to move out. So one year ago, almost to today, I remember walking out of my house and seeing my neighbor down the street packing up one of those storage pods Mm. to move out. And the light bulb went on because I knew I had this project coming up and my hiccup or my holdup was not knowing where to move my family into. You know, yeah. if we were to do this renovation, that would take out all the plumbing, electrical services, and so forth. So here I see this neighbor starting to pack up, and I go running down to my neighbor and find out that he's moving. And we start the conversation to rent his house, hmm. which was just super, super amazing. That is amazing. And That's very convenient. Yeah, it was very convenient. 
especially because I had actually attempted to rent a house prior to that to do a renovation and failed previously. Mm. So this was not my first attempt at trying to get us into a place to temporarily live. And it took actually many months and we were able to, you know, sign the lease, have our start date and yeah, start. So then I immediately started ordering my supplies, doing the design. And right now it's literally a year after I chased down that neighbor and we are in full on construction mode. I'm living in that rental house and we are nearing completion. So it's really exciting. Oh, good, good. You're nearing completion. Fingers crossed because it's been, you know, as you know, construction always has those curveballs and the uncertainties that might come up. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, what kind of thing did you come across in your year that surprised you? <laughs> it's a funny question because I, I expected to have a lot of uncertainty mm. uh, coming up in the project. So in a way, I knew there would be surprises that would push our schedule back or push our budget and all that. I had accounted for a good cushion uh, for that. And even still, it's always, it's always literally, I use the word navigating. It's literally navigating that process with the information you have and the decisions you have. So, I mean, the recent thing we had just even last week was our kitchen cabinet showed up already, already late, already arrived late, showed up, contractors got it installed because we're, we were anxious to get that in there, holds up the rest of the project. And one of the panels was too short. Oh no. And so, yeah. So, okay. Not the end of the world because yeah. you know, otherwise the cabinets look great, but just one of the panels was too short. So I get in there, take a picture, contact the cabinet company to request what I think is a new panel. And when they look into the records, it turns out the panel was the correct size. They built all of the cabinets the wrong size. What? I mean, how? So can you explain to me that the panel was too short? Do you mean that yeah. the cabinets themselves are too short? Like they're all 32 yeah, so you, inches or something? Yeah. So if you imagine a wall of, you know, the upper cabinets, the wall cabinets in the kitchen, mm. and there were, you know, this was like our longest stretch of cabinets. So it was like five doors, five boxes or so. And I think they were meant to be a little bit shorter than 36 inches. And they built them, they were off by two inches. They built them too tall. Oh. And so the, so wasn't discovered until the cover panel, which was almost like the end cap to it, went on. And the, that cover or end cap was too short. And that was how we all became aware suddenly mm. that so much of the cabinets were misproduced. Ooh, that's disappointing. It is disappointing. Yeah. And yeah, there's always things like that that happen. And ideally, you know, you schedule the project in a way that you can account for some of those mm -hmm. and still not delay the, the end result. So we're working through fewer and fewer of those issues now. So what are you doing about the cabinets? Did you order new cabinets or just work around it? You know, the cabinet company was actually really great about it because they were the ones who fessed up and offered to remake them for us. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and they're Good. putting us on, yeah, kind of their, their, you know, their quick, quick production instead of the long lead time that we went through. Oh, well, good. That, that all ended fine. It will. Yeah, things do go wrong. And 
even even architects, there are things that happen that we weren't expecting sometimes or for unforeseen circumstances, even though you know that there's going to be them, you don't know exactly what they are necessarily. Yeah. And, and to that, I will say if, and you're right, it is not possible to know everything because it is, construction is such a unique experience or industry that's different than some other industries where you can actually control the entire process. And there's a lot of, you know, you kind of just have to, I, again, I go back to the word navigate. You have to navigate with the information you have at the moment and be able to make, you know, informed and smart decisions that you can still advocate for yourself and get the best result given mm -hmm. where you're currently at. Because construction really is a process. And there are parts that you can control and the parts that you can plan for. But ultimately, there are so many people involved with construction. There are going to be those things that are outside your control. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know if the delivery is going to be off. There was some human error in production at some company far away, or one little one little part could be miss, missing, and it holds up your entire large order. So all those things could happen, and you know there there are still ways to do it. I mean, I'm still absolutely convinced I help homeowners be able to set themselves up for the best situation possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't trying to say that it's not possible to have success in planning it. Because, of course, you do have to plan it and you do have to kind mm -hmm. of know maybe what's to come. But little things like you can't be standing next to a person working at your house the whole time. So you can't stop them from maybe cutting something they shouldn't have cut or doing something like that. That then creates other issues that you need to repair. You know, you know right, what I mean? Like right. we can't micromanage everybody. And so you just have to kind of go with the flow and not get angry. I mean, I think yeah. not getting angry is pretty key because it doesn't do anybody any good. There's somebody who is responsible or maybe a couple people who are responsible for whatever thing is happening, but it doesn't really matter. You know, just working as a team to fix whatever needs to be fixed is the important, important a thing. Absolutely. I mean, you you can certainly feel angry or feel frustrated, but it is important when working as a team not to not to take it out on the team because yeah. then no one really wants to work with you if no. you're if you're the client or the boss that, you know, is always angry. Even if you're right. Yeah. You know, it's not, who it's cares? Not about being you're right. right. It's about it isn't. yeah. <laughs> it's about yeah. how to how to get through it ultimately. How to right. get through it, how to get the project. Are you guys all on the same page? Something I always find interesting is that kind of the desire or I don't know if it's almost human nature our desire to want to know all these answers before we start sometimes paralyzes people from even starting That's right true. and at the beginning of the project there's always that you know oh I'm going to just research this thing one more time or mm -hmm. oh I'm going to kind of plan or design it or gather these ideas before I start the project and then the next thing you know, it's years later and you haven't actually taken action because you're kind of stuck in that hamster wheel of the ideas and research. Yep. I have absolutely been there. How long have you spun in that wheel? Uh, it depends. Sometimes my husband and I don't agree on, on particular details. And so we both have to do the research, present the research and go back and forth in our last house. We didn't have gutters i think it was for maybe 14 years because we couldn't agree on which gutter to get um, mm -hmm. and how to run the gutters so that was something that took us 
so many extra years that did not have to be that way. If we, but somehow we were stuck on, both of us, we were stuck on, I was stuck on not wanting to spend a crazy amount of money on the gutters. And then he was stuck on wanting a certain profile that then was going to cost four times more or something like that. It was just not going, it was, we were at a stalemate and we both couldn't decide. We just couldn't decide. So yeah, yeah. so it happens. And it does. People go down this rabbit hole and they get really overwhelmed by all of the choices and whatever it might might be. It you know? does. It, it happens. It gets. Yeah. I mean, there's always these moments how you get stuck, and especially when there are multiple multiple people involved, or you're tempted by a certain solution, a certain type of gutter versus something else, and you know, you kind of have to realize like when are you fixated too much on that actual solution. And when are you actually, can you get consensus on what problem is you're trying to solve? Mm -hmm. And is good enough, good enough? Or are you trying to maximize that, that solution? That is another good question. Yep. Good to keep Uh, that in mind. Something I have created for the new year that I'm really excited about is actually, I have a five-day challenge coming up. Oh, what is it? It's called Pinterest to Progress. And it's something I created, it's something I created specifically because I see a lot of my a lot of the homeowners I help get stuck in that idea phase, get stuck in that research phase. Mm -hmm. And I've had people come in and actually tell me, they're like, Mona, I I remodeled my kitchen 10 years ago. I've been meaning to remodel my bathroom next and then to add on the room and all that. But now the kitchen's outdated. So what do I do? Do I have to redo that space too? Because I never did the whole space. Because they really latched on to a trend and they did the par- project in a partial way. And it really wasn't something that they could live with for a long time. And so the Pinterest of Progress challenge that I have is really to help people um, look past the trends and look past other people's solutions hmm. and figure out really, really how to get yourself in a mindset so that you're making decisions for yourself and your project. and you know, not to be swayed by the noise of, Interesting. of Interesting. others. Yeah. Because I do think that that helps move you forward. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, people ask me all the time, they must ask you all the time, what, what is everybody doing? And I usually say, who cares really what everybody's doing? Mm-hmm. Even if you're building for somebody who's going to be buying your house, you don't know who that person is. You don't know when you're selling your house a lot of the time. It could be 25 years when it'll be completely ready for a refresh anyway. Yeah. yeah, people people do get kind of swayed by what other people are doing or their friends' houses, and you know, yeah, it's human nature, I guess. It is human nature, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier about how we almost kind of want the right solution or or the information, or expect not to make mistakes, right? And and if you kind of change your thinking about like it's not about like figuring out okay, it's these exact steps that'll get me there, but more about like here's the mindset I need to get into and here are the support systems I have so I can navigate the process, then you can tackle really anything. And you're not going to be disappointed because, you know, step two into your process, something went wrong or something didn't go as expected. Hmm. Is it fair of me to ask you what trends? I've been actively out there shopping for the last year on at least my own project as well as for clients. And so I see the trends that are being sold or marketed on the mass scale. Okay. And 
it's not necessarily what I'm putting in. I mean, some of them I'm drawn to, some of them I'm not. But but heading into this year, you know, I think arches and curves are really going strong. Uh, you know, that is such a yeah. bummer because I love those. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually noticed it, but I'm incorporating it in my own project because I love those. And we have one in our last house and now now it's going to seem trendy, but mm-hmm. oh well. Oh well. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of influenced by the postmodern, a little bit postmodern, a little bit 70s. You know, mm-hmm. I think we're seeing a little bit of the art deco. They're all kind of now overlapping in what we're seeing with these like very curvy, squiggly forms. Interesting. You know, uh, colors, colors definitely back, which is kind of refreshing too after so many years of the black and white modern mm-hmm. farmhouse. Yes. So I would definitely say modern farmhouse is on the way out because we've, that's been going strong for so long. Mm. And, you know, it's trickled its way down into all stages of the market. So that's, that's a good true. sign. It's already on its way out. Hmm. But if somebody still likes that look, they can still do the look. I mean, I feel like they could still Absolutely. do that if they, or think about what about it do you like, and then incorporate, try to incorporate that instead of just copying it without really feeling it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of really wonderful things about it, which is why it took off and became a trend in the first place, right? Because there is something really classic and timeless about the modern farmhouse, you know, aesthetic or the appeal when it's done correctly, I should say. Um, but if you're copying it more just from an aesthetic or a trend perspective without really realizing it, then you may be now, you know, stickering on or kind of surface applying this modern aesthetic onto a house that's not a farmhouse that Mm -hmm. doesn't really yeah it it clashes with its architecture and that's when it's going to become trendy and outdated very quickly because that's true the bones of the building will speak ultimately and show how outdated the trend becomes so this five-day challenge that you're doing how how's that going to work is it everybody doing it on the same five days or is it kind of like an individual journey of five days or, or what's, what's it all about? Yeah. So I have basically five days where um, I want to help people go through a mindset shift. And so uh, on each day, there's a lesson. So there's a lesson from me paired with a worksheet because I can't do it for you. You know, mm-hmm. um, it would be nice if I could, <laughs> but Everyone's got to do their own work too. So I would guide you with the lesson. And then there's going to be a worksheet to really, you know, figure out like how do you get unstuck? Um, how, you know, how do you figure out the meaning of, of space and what this renovation is going to mean for you? Kind of, you know, be able to kind of form your opinions about the process and your team building. And essentially kind of a lot of the fundamentals that you would need to be successful and get started in, in a renovation or remodel project and not get caught up by basically like to become free and not get caught up by these external noises that we hear so often from social media, HGTV, magazines. Mm. Like there's just so many voices that show us these images that tell us our homes have to look a certain way or be a certain something. And it's not about that, you know, it's my belief it's not about them ultimately. It's about each individual homeowner. So if we can kind of shake that out and strengthen each homeowner, that's how I think 
you get to be empowered in navigating a renovation. Is it something that will be ongoing, meaning that anybody can sign this, sign up for it, and I could send my clients over to prep with your workbook first to get them in the right mindset? Yes, absolutely. So the very, so the very first time I'm doing it is going to be more of a live situation. So if you sign on my website right now, you kind of join the cohort and you kind of get the energy of the live session. But it's all going to be recorded. And it's going to eventually, uh, the next time around after the live session, it's going to be by email. So you can really do it at your own convenience. Hmm. You don't have to wait till, you know, the start of the new year, which is when when we really do this big live thing yeah. um, to join in. Well, I think that's a great thing to try to work on because it is take it does take some, um, yeah, just some stamina and a different mindset definitely to get through living through something like this. I think because it has so much to do with money. That's another one of my theories that because it, because it adds up so quickly, but you might think, oh, I really love this. Yeah. And, and the money, the money can be very stressful because it's, you know, the statistics are there. I, I, I have it on my website. I don't remember it off the top of my head exactly, but I want to say it's something like 17% of couples divorce during Seven. a renovation. 17, that would be a little yeah. scary. That would but be still, a, a lot. That, that's still a significant number. I mean, it it's, a, yeah. it's a major stressful trying time. Mm. And, you know, you kind of, yeah, it's not just about that physical project. It's a lot of that mental health, you know, aspect of it too. Where that makes it all very complicated. Yeah, it does. It does. I wonder if they were going to get divorced anyway. There's no way to study that. You know, there's no way to study that. So that would be so interesting if you could, huh? Yeah. Like, does that, is that just adding too much stress? Moving, maybe people who move and then they try to do a renovation. They don't have any friends in their new place. And you know, maybe I'm just projecting, <laughs> but that's harder, <laughs> harder to do. What else, what else has been going on in your, in your renovation? You did a couple bathrooms. Yeah. A couple bathrooms in the kitchen. Um, I, you know, the, the bath. Yeah. We started out one of the first major deliveries that showed up on a job site was the bathtub hmm. and, and the bathtub. So the first bathtub that showed up, I was there to receive it. And before I even made it inside the house, I kind of peeled away some of the cardboard, looked at it and saw the big crack. Oh. Saw a big crack in the chip in the, the porcelain, and I refused to sign for it. I said, "Send it back. This is broken." So I sent it back. Contacted the company. You know, they're like, "Okay, no problem. We'll send out a new one." I was so impressed when they sent out another one in just two days. Mm. <laughs> and my great. contractor was there to sign for it, and it turned out they sent out the exact same broken tub. Back the exact to same one. The exact same one. I could, yeah, same exact crack and chip. It wasn't even a different one. Wow. Mine went back to the warehouse and they shipped it immediately back out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay, there we go. So then that got sent back again. New bathtub came. New bathtub was great. But now I had a broken bathtub sitting there. I said, hey, you know, take back your broken bathtub. And they refused to take it back. He said, well, my order only says to deliver you a new tub. I'm not taking back the new tub, the broken one. So that took another trip, you know, mm. another series of calls. But yeah, there you mm. go. Some yep. of the, some of those things of renovations. 
<laughs> yep. Yep. Well, okay. Well, you worked it, you worked it through, but that could be, yeah, that can be a little bit disheartening. And it, in the end, most everything is going to work out. Okay. But it might not feel like that in the moment. So yeah, definitely, definitely not in the moment, but when you finally clear the hurdle and eventually move in, it feels so good. Like if you it did does. it right, it feels so good to, to know how much work you put into it and that you did it right. Mm -hmm. someone else didn't do it for you someone else didn't spend your money and build something you didn't want like if you did it right and you spent it on things that you value it feels so good at the end right right and that's kind of important too is really spending money on things that you value it's hard to know that kind of gets back to the trends again like do you actually love this thing is it going to bring you some joy or Mm -hmm. it's just what you think you you think you want because you know everybody else has it Hopefully it's not just the space, right? And not just the thing you're buying or the the tile or the colors, but it's also what it allows you to do with your life. Mm-hmm. If it frees up more time because you're not cleaning a certain space as much, or if you're able to now host and gather with your family when you weren't able to before in your old space. So like that's where it gets really life changing. And, and that's where you start to you know realize like, whether you need to just pull the trigger and do this for yourself in your life, or if you're going to wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what are you most excited about that you're doing? Who I am most excited about having a functional kitchen because mm-hmm. I, up until we moved into this house, I used to love to bake. And there was something about the state of this old kitchen that we've been living in where it just, I, I don't have the joy of baking anymore. So. I'm so looking forward to having a space I could bake in again. That's something to look forward to. I mean, you do need certain you do need a certain setup to feel comfortable with the baking, I think. So that makes a big difference. It does. So how do people sign up for your five day challenge? Well, they can go to my website, kickstarthouse.com. So and the specific address for the challenge is kickstarthouse.com forward slash challenge. But, okay. you know, if you just land on the website for Kickstart House, you'll get lots of other free resources as well um, to help with the navigation journey. And then the challenge specifically is about the mindset and kind of getting started and getting people unstuck. Because I mm-hmm. do see so many, I mean, just people, you know, people after people and friends that I've been meeting this entire season, they're like, oh, yeah, I've needed to renovate, but I haven't done anything about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, I think it's time. I mean, how really, what are you waiting for? And if you can't answer the question of what you're waiting for, then it does mean you're stuck, right? That's an indication that you're stuck. Yeah. But if you know what you're waiting for, then I think go for it. Wait, save the money, wait till a better time. Because if you know what you're waiting for, that's still progress because you know what you need to do to get to that point to take action. Right. So that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Because a year ago, before I started my project, I had waited years to do this phase of the work, but it wasn't because I didn't know what to do. It was more that I knew my next step was to find a rental house first. Like that was actually my starting point. Mm -hmm. I knew I needed to find a rental house with enough notice in advance to order all these long lead time items for my renovation. And that was a hard, that was like the next hard step. But 
once I found it, it's like, okay, floodgates are open. I can do the next steps. It's that whole Pinterest to progress mindset. So is this uh, a paid five-day challenge you know, or is it is it free of charge? It is actually free. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I might have to reevaluate it reevaluate that at some point, but no, the this Friday challenge is free. Someone who's just thinking of doing it, obviously it would be good for them. If someone is in the middle of it and feeling kind of overwhelmed, is it for them as well? You know, I think it is because it's really set up it's really set up to kind of hit a lot of those mental hurdles. So it addresses whether you're feeling stuck or you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling confused. Mm. And I think that actually happens, you know, throughout the process. A little less so if you're deep already in construction. Not always for everyone, but especially in the beginning of the project, or especially if you're a little further along and you've tried to do things and you've reached out to some vendors and you've had some vendors flake on you or perhaps ghost you or they're not doing what you wanted. You had to fire someone and start over again. I mean, those are all signals that perhaps you've been doing either something out of order or you end up hiring the wrong person. And so those are the moments to kind of reevaluate and do that internal work to figure out how can I not repeat these mistakes again? Hmm. Because a lot of this is about like, how do you not make those mistakes, repeat the mistakes that you actually have control of? And how do you advocate for yourself so that you're not being bulldozed and steamrolled over by other people, right? Yeah, yeah. Because well, you need to kind of know what you're doing enough to know what's right for you and not be swayed by the hundred ideas that kind of get dumped on you by the outside world. Yeah, that is true. How many times, maybe it's just me, but how many times have you come to a client meeting and they said, I just met with, I, I had dinner with my trainer last week and they came over and they think we should do this other thing. Like a completely oh, so much different thing. Like hmm, okay. so much. Yeah. yeah. Beginning of my career, even I remember um, I worked for an architect and we spent about a year designing a new house from scratch for this one couple. And we had completed even construction drawings. We were ready to go into construction. And the wife went to a party and met a feng shui expert mm-hmm. and who who undid the whole design and wanted to kind of re- reorient where the garage and the house and the entry and all that was. I mean, that was a year's worth of fees, architectural yeah. design fees. Yep. 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 I, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I guess she should have, she could have known that that Feng Shui was really important to her to begin with. Right. And brought well, someone on earlier. Make sure. I mean, two things, right? Like you can either know that that's something that could be important to you and then know to kind of know when to go seek that out. Mm-hmm. Or you could have enough conviction and know that you design a project that you felt good enough and strong enough about to say, oh, yeah, that's an interesting idea, but that's not right for me or that's, you know, I'm OK moving on. True, true. You don't have to listen to every every piece of advice. Every single yeah. piece of, exactly, every piece of advice from every party you go to. Well, I, I'd kind of like to take this five-day challenge. Yeah. With you, am I, allowed to, I, am I allowed to? I would love to do that. When When is it, when <laughs> sure. is it happening? 
Um, well, we start in January. So this coming January, you can sign up now for um, some early tips on my newsletter. And like I said, after we run the five-day challenge, it, it will be available more on an email basis, email um, course type basis. So you can take it anytime from then on. So I'm just interested in mindset because I think people's mindsets really do change their perception of reality. I mean, that is their yeah. perception of reality is their is their mindset, right? So it does. I mean, I since I'm already familiar with the whole construction process and everything, it still doesn't help me. It just doesn't help me in being um, convinced that I'm doing the right thing, especially because right. I know that there are all these options. That really is something that's kind of interesting about construction and design, right? Is that there are so many, there are so many choices, so many options. There's not one right decision. And yes. even if you know what you're doing, there may be one decision that's more right for you than others, but it still doesn't mean that's the only right decision. Right. Right. So, yep. so there, it's, there's a lot of gray area. There's a lot and of gray area it's navigating that gray area that will kind of keep you mentally sane <laughs> through, the, through all those broken bathtubs. <laughs> thank you for listening. And thank you so much for sharing this show with your friends. It is growing all the time. And I really appreciate that. I would love to hear from you if you have anything to say about this episode or past episodes, good or bad, or a suggestion for a new episode. Send me an email at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven is a proud member of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. Check out my other show and all the rest of the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. And until next time, take it easy.